welcome to the Clarity Call. This episode is part two of our interview with the Dalbergs. So if you didn't hear part one, go back and listen to episode 17 before you continue on listening to episode 18. Enjoy. Well, you know, when, when you talk about diagnoses and, and dealing with that, I, I think one of the things that we've learned is that it's relentless. Uh, so I had my brain surgery January 25th, 16 days later, I got out of the shower and I lost mobility in my legs because I had a tumor compressing on my spinal cord. So 16 days after my emergency brain surgery, I'm being rushed to the hospital for emergency spinal cord surgery to remove this tumor. And then I start on some medication that's supposed to work really well for nine months or so. And it worked for three months for me before it stopped working. So there's another letdown. And I had to go through brain radiation on these 10 tumors that were in my brain. And then, you know, after we're told this medication is not working anymore, I'm told that I may have leptomeningeal disease, which is when the cancer spreads to the cerebrospinal fluid around your brain. And there's no cure for that. Even with treatment, you'll be gone in, in just a couple of months. But the treatment was whole brain radiation. And I said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go through that. I'd be every day up north being radiated. I wouldn't see my family and then I'd die. And I thought that's not, that's not how I want to live. And then every visit, like Kim said, was just more brain tumors and more brain tumors and more brain tumors. And it just seemed like it was relentless. Oh, and I had an arm surgery in the middle there because I had a tumor inside of my left arm bone that was going to break my bone if we didn't cut it out. So I've had these three major surgeries and I've got more and more brain tumors. And it just, I think that that's what's so hard about dealing with anything of this nature, no matter what di- the diagnosis is, is it just, it's relentless. It just keeps coming. And uh, what I learned was that in the beginning, we were so focused on, well, what's going to come next? What's going to come next? What are we going to have to deal with around the corner? And finally, this may sound cold or weird, but I checked out emotionally from my, my cancer, my, my battle with cancer. That doesn't mean that I stopped trying, but I just re- realized that there's just, there's far too much going on with this for me to be worried about every little single thing that's going to happen. So I'm going to emotionally check out and I'm just going to live my life. I'm going to stop worrying about what the next day holds. And I'm just going to enjoy my time with my wife and with my family and, and, and live. And that, that's been, I think, probably the greatest decision that I've made since I was diagnosed is just to check out. Which really means live in the present. You're living yeah. in the present day. You're not going to live in the fear of the future or in the past of all that could be or, you know, whatever. And now you're just in the present with those people you love. And that's beautiful. Yeah. We've just learned to be comfortable not knowing. You know what I mean? It's, it's both of us were such control freaks and now we really are just come what may whatever comes we'll we'll deal with it whatever the outcome is we'll deal with it you know what i mean it's just we become not that we love this journey but we're grateful for this journey but it it really is just come what may and and we'll be fine whatever happens yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, what would worrying about it do for you, right? I mean, you have everything that you need to get through whatever comes next. You'll figure it out yep. then. Right. The worry just destroys our lives, you know, and and 
we know he has cancer and, and, but we live a fairly normal life. You know, we have a lot of doctor's appointments. You just adjust your life, but we live a fairly normal life. We don't talk about cancer a lot. If we need to, we do, but it's just, it's just part of our life. It's just what it is, you know? Yeah. Well, well, I tell you what, I hats off. Cause I, it's interesting. The only thing that came to mind when you said it's relentless, I think about my daughters looking at me and saying, I'm never having that many kids, mom. Like, how do you do that? You know, you have all these kids and I just have one or, you know, or how do you even do this? And I just went, you know, I mean, in your case, you got it all coming back to back to back to back, but, and you're going to get three at once. But at the same time, I think you know, that's why we get one at a time. And sometimes they come fast. Sometimes they're spread out, but you learn as you go. And then it's like, oh, now I got this many kids and I got grandbabies and I'm still, I'm doing my run and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, you know, and you do things and you just learn, like you're saying to just, you're just going to grab it and keep on going and grab the next thing and keep on going. And you just, your endurance just increases and your knowledge increases. And, and hopefully as we've learned in this journey to clarity, your peace increases and you gain these tools and your tool belt's getting big and it just feels so grateful. Then you start sharing with other people and, and it really does feel so refreshing and amazing. And I, like I say, I love watching your journey really. And I'll tell Mike and I'm like, you don't, I know you don't know them, but you just have to hear this. <laughs> it is so inspiring. It's Absolutely. Sh- it's just fun to share and know that we've had ours. I mean, we haven't had anything near what you've gone through, but, but we all, do, you know, who knows? We just don't know what we can handle of each other's. And so we just get to experience it vicariously through watching you and, and learning. And it's just, it's awesome. I just can't tell you enough how awesome it is. But on that point as well, you know, you talk about, we just are going through life and you're, you're staying in such a positive, um, place that's so full of love and, and void of fear for the most part. Um, do you find that, you eat to do things individually for yourselves to take care of yourselves? You know, do you practice good self-care to stay in a healthy mindset? Yeah, I, I think we do. Um, for me, I, I have to, I have to study my scriptures and say my prayers every morning. That's just, that's how I have to start my day in order for me to, to get through in the right mindset for me. And then uh, um, we love laughing. I mean, we, we joke about, anything and everything about even about like the way that I look. I mean, I was on steroids for months and months on end. Um, and, uh, steroids will make you balloon. And, uh, uh, when we started the IVF process, um, I had a bit of a belly on me and I said, Kim, look at this one night. And I stuck my belly out as far as I could. And it looked like I was pregnant. And so Kim, Kim snapped a picture and she ended up throwing it up on Facebook about my, (laughs) um, so as, as a couple, we spend a lot of time joking with each other. Um, and every night for me to wind down, I'll either read a book or I'll turn on the TV and watch a TV show and just, just try to mentally unwind from, from the day. And, and Kim, Kim likes to go for walks uh, quite frequently, just about every night. Now she's been going for walks, and I think that's her, her kind of escape, I think, would you say? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I'm, I'm not as faithful with reading my scriptures and doing my daily scripture study as Ryan. I, I'm off and on. I go through my moments. Um, but definitely when I am doing that faithfully, it just helps me to stay in a good place and keep me in a good place. And I know when I've gone without, 
you know, that fear starts to creep in. I mean, like, this isn't just a, like, a one-and-done type thing. Now I have faith, and now I'm strong. Like, it is a continual process. You have to constantly be working at it and filling yourself with the Spirit. And and so, I mean, for me, you know, reading my scriptures and listening to church music and and doing that is, is for sure something that keeps my mind in a good place. Um, but walking and, and now being pregnant, getting adequate sleep and we really, really try hard to fuel our bodies with things that are good. And, and, you know, we just, we try to be as healthy as we can. We're not perfect by any means. It's, it's quite a journey, a completely separate <laughs> journey trying to be healthy, but, um, but we love, I yeah. have to say, we love the, I love the post. I remember the one that you did where you were sitting in the backyard. It was in the wee hours of the morning and, um, you were just in your robe or something. I can't remember exactly, but you're looking out at your backyard and you have a really awesome post about that. But then just a couple days ago, Kimberly says, we have to ask them about, go ahead. The, the robe. Oh gosh. That was my favorite. You two sitting on your front porch in your robes and Ryan guys, I'm going to post this picture on social media the day that, that we post the, this, um, interview this yeah because you're it was my favorite and it just brought me so much joy because ryan's wearing this like pink fluffy reward robe <laughs> like a robe after that you put on after you get out of the bath right with like this hood and they just are like so cozy in their robes and it just made my heart so happy to see the journey that you're on and the joy that you find in the very simple things that just make you laugh and keep life fun and lighthearted because that really is where it's at. And I'm so grateful for your example of those types of things. Yeah. Your vulnerability is so, um, refreshing. Yeah. It's just, it really is to help us realize those, those tiny moments that can bring you that, that peaceful, um, calm amidst all the chaos and the storm. And that's our goal as we seek for clarity is doing whatever little things it takes it's like um, we've said back in the very beginning when we started our podcast that we we were in utter turmoil. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to compare to what you guys have been through, but we were both going through just wretched times. And these Would You Rather books just happened to come into our world. I was going to pull one out and show you because we can see you. But <laughs> but that's what we did. And we're just like, okay, we just, like you were saying, Ryan, I just have, we have to check out emotionally and we just need to do some mind-numbing <laughs> moments of, of laughter. And that's what we would do to just get through those times because sometimes it does just get overwhelming. And it doesn't mean you have to have a breakdown, but it does mean that you have to figure a way to regroup your mind, whatever that takes. Right. Well, and I, I think I think one thing that comes to mind is you mentioned vulnerability, and I think you know social media is a great way for people to connect and to share their stories. But I think at the same time, social media can be dangerous because that gives people an opportunity to put this this front on that everything is okay. And I think so frequently when we interact with people, we always want to make sure that people think that we're doing okay, that we're strong, that we can handle whatever comes our way, instead of you know saying. I'm, I'm really struggling at the moment. I could really use a friend, somebody to talk to, somebody to help. And I think for us, that was probably the hardest part about my diagnosis. One of the hardest parts about our diagnosis, my diagnosis was uh, letting people in, letting people serve us, letting people bring dinner over after my surgeries and letting people donate money if they wanted to or do a, a you know, the wrapping dinner. You know, it's, it's hard to make yourself vulnerable when you're feeling weak and you really could use help. 
but inside you're screaming, show them that you're strong and that you don't need the help. And, and that's been a challenge for us. We talk so much about relying on your village. You know, God didn't put us here on this earth alone. He put us here together to help each other. That's why we're here. We're here with other people to rely on, to grow with, to love, to, I mean, all of those things that you shared, like having a village is so vital. And I'm so grateful you said that. Yeah. I mean, having just gone through suicide awareness month, it is, it's so true that people who feel so alone are the ones that tend to be in such danger. And, and it's just sad. It's sad to think, gosh, you just want to grab everybody up and there's no need to ever suffer alone. After what I went through, um, with my first husband and, you know, addiction recovery and just all the struggles that came with that. I just remember feeling this pull to women and just saying, don't go through it alone. Like whatever I'm here. Like, I know that sounds so, um, cliche, cliche, but it's like, you just don't want people to suffer alone. And I'm glad like you had your mom to call, you know, I know there's people that don't feel they have that in life, but everyone should have someone that they feel that they can call, that they can vent to, that they can say, hey, talk me through this, talk me out. And Kimberly and I did that for seven years and however many years that our lives just parallel. We just could help each other. When she was down, I was up. When I was down, she was up. And we just helped each other a lot that way. And we hope everybody has someone or can find someone. And if, by all means, anybody listening to this does not feel that, reach out because we get it. And we can help you. We'll fit you with someone who can, whatever we need to do. But but we hate that people have to suffer alone, for sure. One thing that you said that stands out to me that we hear all the time is our trial doesn't compare to what you guys are going through. Mm-hmm. And that's been something that's really hard for us to hear because, like, your trial is very personal to you, and it's hard for you. And it's, our trials aren't meant to be compared with other people's trials. Like, oh, I... Because your trial may be smaller than mine doesn't mean that yours isn't significant in your life. And it doesn't mean that it's not difficult. You know what I mean? So even if somebody's struggling with something so small and we're struggling with something so big, like it's all legit. It's all, we all have struggles and we all have trials that are so personal for us and for our growth. And it's exactly what we need. But we've, we've just felt, you know, there's been so many people that don't want to, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, never mind about us. How are you guys doing? You know, and it's like, oh, we still care about you people. And even though you're not going through cancer, you're going through life. And, you know, so I, I don't like when people discount their own life and their own trials because it may not seem significant. You know what I mean? Because everybody's. Well, and it's, it's easier to say when you're in a better place, I think, because, you know, I mean, we're, we're in a better place. Yeah. Our son's doing better than he was. And, our marriage is doing better. You know, everything's in a better phase right now. And so it's hard yeah. to try and connect with people who, okay, you know, so I think we just ebb and flow. So I don't, I don't mean to be insensitive to that. Um, oh, I apologize, no. but just, no, I understand no, no, no. it's hard to, you're right though. It is hard to be like, oh, well, I, my life doesn't compare to how hard Kimberly, what all the things she's gone through, you know, but then I cut myself so I could go, okay, well, but okay, I have twice as many children. I, I mean, we just go through different. And people say, if you put all your trials into a pile, you take, you'd yours take back. your own ones back out because that's what yeah. you know how to do, you know? And uh, I wouldn't why I get to live in Kimberly's world and I can't even begin to imagine how she runs her world, you know? But on the yeah. flip side, 
maybe it would be hard to live in mine, you know, and we just don't know. We just don't know what we go yeah. through. So yeah, everybody's yeah. hard is hard for them. It's refining for them. Yes. And I didn't think that you were being insensitive. I just want wanted people to know that it's okay that they talk about their trials, even when they're, when they, even sing. though it's just a hangnail. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I didn't think being insensitive at all no but they are I mean they're things that we wouldn't think we would ever go through you know I mean I would have never in a million years thought that type 1 diabetes is a hard thing I've been in the medical world forever I've known diabetics I've watched children come in and out of clinics I mean things that I've been through and and now I'm married to one and it's a whole different ball game because I I worry differently I get you know concerned and blood sugars level I mean everything about it is just so different than what I could have imagined so we just don't understand, which is, again, why, you know, we can't judge what other people go through. Maybe a hangnail is that hard for that person, and that's okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Just <laughs> got to show up in love no matter what. That's yeah. That's the for whole sure. point. Well, tell us if you have something else you, you want to talk there. Otherwise, we're going to st- skip real quickly to your exciting forward news and, and how you feel about that. But, Ryan, did you have anything else you want to share with us about your – I just – I just think a real quick thought was, so I, I, you mentioned suicide awareness and I've been suicidal before in, in my life. Um, I've never attempted suicide, but I've had those thoughts. And I think all too frequently when we're in the heat of a trial, the thought comes to our mind, well, nobody's going to understand what I'm going through because nobody's been here before. But I don't think the purpose of this life is for everybody to go through the same thing and perfectly understand everybody else. But everybody has experienced pain. Everybody has experienced sadness. Everybody has experienced loneliness. And so they want, want, while they may not be able to relate perfectly to your situation, everybody can help each other through difficult moments because everybody has had difficult moments, I think. That was so beautiful. I'm totally putting that on a quote. Yeah, that's great. That was really, awesome. Ryan. Well, and we're grateful. Like, like you say, I think we really learn empathy when we can connect, even if it's for a moment of no one will miss me or no one will know you know, what I'm going through or whatever, whatever that is. And so, um, so thanks for sharing that for sure. Um, so kind of going back for a moment, we've, we've got a little bit of time left, but, um, and you started this going, I'm not having kids. I don't want this world. And now here you sit, not knowing your, um, prognosis per se and the length of your life. None of us do, but you got these, uh, three babies on the way. What, what is your mind blown? Are you, I know you're excited, but if you get to the reality of it, what's it looking like in there? Uh, well, I don't even know how to put it into words. <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, for, for a long time, I didn't understand this whole, um, idea of, uh, you know, having kids and loving kids in a certain way. Uh, you know, I, but I see on Facebook, I see these, these guys that were all tattooed up and, and they would, they were drinkers and they were smokers and yet they'd comment about how their kids were their world. And there was just something that I wasn't understanding about what it meant to be a parent. And, and, you know, God, God worked on me and, and he put these impressions into my, my mind. And, and I finally reached a point where I said, if I really want to understand this, I'm going to have to experience it myself. And, uh, and Kim being the wonderful woman that she is, she said, I want to do this too. So we are where we are. And there's still some moments of panic as we try to figure <laughs> out how we're going to squeeze three more people into a home that's not designed for eight people. Um, but we're beyond it, beyond excited. 
Kim? I can just see how God's hand has, you know, sometimes in the moment you can't see how God's working on your life, but when you look back, you're like, oh, that all makes sense, you know? And so four and a half years ago, I started to have these promptings that we needed to add to our family. And that's when we ultimately started the IVF process. That was before Ryan was ever diagnosed with cancer. And after we did our first cycle, we implanted our very three our three best embryos and they all failed. And at that point in our life, we weren't, we weren't ready. That wasn't God's plan to have that work out at that moment. Um, and then fast forward, Ryan's health and brain surgeries and surgery after surgery and exhaustion. Like it wasn't meant to be at that moment. But um, e- even during all this crazy cancer stuff, Ryan started to have the promptings. We started to feel more and more like we still needed to try. And we thought, this is insane. Like, who would bring children into a situation like this? But we couldn't deny the promptings that we had been having so so strongly. But looking back, had we not started the IVF process before Ryan was diagnosed and before he started his infusions and his treatments, we wouldn't have been able to try because of what the medication would have done to his body. And, and Ryan felt very strongly that we needed to try in September. So we, we, we tried, you know, and we just thought, we don't know what's going to happen. Like this is either, you know, either children need to come to us to join our family or, or we're, our faith is just being tested here because our life's anything but stable, you know? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and, and so we just thought, we truly didn't know what was going to happen. And I, I think we both kind of thought that it wouldn't work just because it failed before and, and whatever, but we just pressed forward. And <laughs> I'm thrilled. I'm just so, I'm so excited because I just know that this was meant to happen. I'll share a little, a part of my patriarchal blessing that means a lot to me. Um, in my blessing, it says you will have the opportunity to be sealed to somebody that you love. Um, and, and children will be born into the covenant. And then it says, don't thwart the plan of God. These things have all been prearranged. And, and so I just felt, and Ryan's got something in his blessing that talks about children as well, that would be born in the covenant. And so we've just felt that as crazy as we seem and as crazy as it sounds, we just needed to press forward with faith. And if it was something that God needed to happen in our lives, it would happen. And it happened. And we just feel so blessed. And we're not. And don't just put one in there. Put three. <laughs> yeah. like Well, that's our one and only shot. You know what I mean? Like we were hoping that we would have at least two because we didn't want to just raise one alone with mm-hmm. no siblings. You know? Because, I mean, you'd have siblings, but they're teenagers. and And so. I just think it works out the way it's supposed to. And we don't know how we're going to do this. We don't, but we're not worried about it. We just. Look at that smile. It's perfect. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. You don't have to know how. That's what we've learned. That's that's just it is we're comfortable now not knowing what the future holds. Like one day at a time, we just figure it out and and we do, we do life and we do us and and it works for us, you know? Well, people that don't know you, you work at a prison. Right. I work at a, yeah. And uh, who knows how long you're going to get to do that? You're a prison guard, is that right? Yeah. 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 That, that's a wow. sight. I know. 
I'm just thinking of a woman like seven months along with triplets being a prison guard. Like that. Thanks for that visual. That was beautiful. That one's hitting in my mind for a while, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's just amazing, Kim. I just have to have you guys know as I sit here and look at that, and I don't know if you staged it or not, but you've got this picture of you two. I'm assuming an engagement picture of some sort behind you. Or, right here? Yeah, yes. your family picture. And think about where you've come from that point and what a beautiful journey. And and you've taken time to to share with us. And uh, it's it's just amazing. It's amazing to me that you are where you are, how you've been. Um, anyway, it's just phenomenal to me. Absolutely. That's so wonderful. I what just, a great and, time talking to you all. Thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you for you having guys. me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've shared, you've shared uh, many of the tools that we talk about here on our podcast, um, our journey to clarity. And I mean, you're the epitome of that. You really are. Um, and granted at this point, maybe you don't have special needs children, or, I mean, you have gone through big medical challenges with one of them, which we didn't get to address much about, but, um, but knowing that you've gone through not just things with, with Ryan Kim, but you've gone through things with a child and with you know, everything else that comes with just family on top of that. And those things keep us needing these tools for um, clarity even more so. You know, I, I hope you keep up with your self-care above all things, especially right now. Don't let that one go, um, either one of you, because it's going to get rowdy. Yeah. We, like we've said, we love your mantra, faith over fear. And um, the end of our episodes, we always like to share our mantra, which is the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. So we just are so grateful that you've been such a, a stellar example of that for all of our listeners. Yeah. So we may get to have a chance to get you on again um, in the future. You know, that's of course what I would hope for. But Yeah, we um, want you back after you had those babies. We got to watch your journey <laughs> along the way. Mm-hmm. But And we will tell people how to connect with you. Um, do you have anything other than your personal social media accounts? Uh, we've actually just started a new blog uh, called DearDahlbergs.com, yes. where we where we hope to offer people, because we've learned a lot, so we hope to offer insights into what we've learned about what it's like to go through cancer, what it's like to go through the IVF process, what it's like to go through having triplets, and just to sort of share some little tidbits here and there. So, and life with teenagers. Yes. Just- so we're, we're in the process of building that. Um so it's very raw at the moment, but uh, so DearDollWorks.com is where what we started. Awesome. We'll make then, sure we put that in the show notes for people to connect with you. Well, and we know, I know that I've watched your stuff on HelmetRequired.blogspot.com, right? That's where all your yep. happenings have been. Yeah. So anyway, you guys are awesome. Um, we're going to end with our reality check. Nope. With our would I you mean, rather. I mean, our would you rather. See, <laughs> my mind. <laughs> it's, that's a reality check right there. But um, I'm trying to think which one I wanted to have today. But Oh, that's right. <laughs> but they're sitting right there on my, my phone and we're talking to you guys. So I'm going to go with would you rather. Would you rather. Um, well, I don't know. I don't even, I can't, my mind's blank. I'm thinking would live in Utah or live in Texas, but. Well, you've lived in both. You're the only one. Well, I guess I've lived there. I would choose Texas all day long, but how much do (laughs) y'all like Utah? Let's just say how, have you even been to Texas? No, we need to come visit you ladies. Oh, please do. do. 
Please you do. do. <laughs> well, right now, and it's funny people say that. Um, so do you like Texas more? And I say, I like this journey more. Oh, that's what I like. That's beautiful. So I'm going to end right. on that. I'm picking Texas because I like this journey. So mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. Love what you got, right? Anyway, we love you. Thank you so much for all of you, all of you. And, uh, and we'll be looking forward to the future, what it holds. Yep. Thanks well, for thank having us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. You've been listening to The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Find additional episodes of the program on any popular podcast app or search Apple iTunes. You may also subscribe to The Clarity Call to catch every episode. If you've enjoyed the content of this podcast, we invite you to share it and please leave a rating and review of our program. If you'd like to connect with Alicia and Kimberly on social media, you can find them on Instagram as The Clarity Call or on Facebook under Clarity Call. They can also be reached by email at theclaritycall at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and supporting our program.